it's so amazing how podcasts and talking to people can be your ministry in so many ways. Um, good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is Diane Tingle. Um, if you have been listening to my podcast, I brought you Love Star Parts 1 and 2 with Miss Kenya Dennis. Now, today is a day of total releasing my purpose and my reason and my yes it's just me on this podcast today I just want to share my testimony and my purpose Um, it's very important to know who you are as an individual as a person and where you stand in your purpose we all say yes, but you got to know what you say yes to as well. In 2017, I realized that I need to begin my serious walk and my purpose. Didn't know what it was at the time. Had to learn the meaning of my name and my heart with God. So... I learned what it was. 2017, I biblically looked up my name. My name is Diane. It means divine beauty and swiftness. And for some reason, I always just knew I was extra. I'm a Greek goddess. (laughs) And my purpose is to love and nurture children in underdeveloped countries, to groom them into obtaining a high degree of spirituality, to feed their bodies, mentally and physically God showed me this in so many different elements and levels and showed me what kind of purpose I need to be in and what levels different levels different seasons I'm a fearfully and wonderfully made woman in the image and likeness of God he keeps me as the apple of his eye I hide myself under the shadow of his wings. He inscribes me on the palms of his hands. His walls are continually before me. He brought me to his banqueting house and his banner over me is love. I am a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of God. For charm is deceitful and beauty is passing but I will fear the Lord and be praised. That was my Martha's Heart dinner, uh, a celebration that I did, and she granted me this beautiful plaque with those beautiful words. But as a mentor, I began growing into my purpose. My purpose is, as I said, to mentor to children and children of God. My ultimate goal is to help the children in third world countries and minister to them and show them the word of God and let them know him one-on-one in a personal relationship. As I keep growing, I analyze different levels and different contents of my yes and surprises me how strong I really am which I love 
And as I went on my sabbatical, as I spoke with in previous podcast episodes with my lovely sister, Kenya Dennis, we did vision boards. We did two. I've never done two. I've done one. (laughs) One's a life vision and one's a spiritual. And my life vision is basically the goals that I chose to set up for the next year and to accomplish each one. To be in law school, to be a motivational speaker, to elevate, and to be financially stable for my near future. My spiritual vision board consists of being a stewardess and a student to teach others the word and the will of God. Love is all up front with God. Your memories, your passions, your dreams, everything is forefront with God. He will show you a clean mental spirit as long as you stay on your path and you walk in your vision, in your yes. I learned this with Justice Involved Women as I went deeper into a second passion of mine. Uh, coming from that justice involved background from making stupid mistakes in my past I can connect and relate to these women most of them are a victim of society shall I say Uh, single parent homes drug use, alcohol abuse Uh, so I can relate. I'm not saying I'm a doctor. I'm not saying I'm a professor or a perfectionist or I've conquered every problem they got. But I can relate to them on different levels, mental levels. um, And to show them if God did it for me, he can do it for you as well. If you just believe and walk in it. And that's my goal, to teach them the word and to rely only on God for court appearances getting custody back of their children, living a clean, sober life, and just loving yourself again. And You have to forgive yourself to do that. And that's what I teach these ladies. And when I first started mentoring, I assumed that it was a 12-month relationship. But the older and wiser I got in my walk, I knew that it was a lifetime connection, a benefit for them as well. And a few of them uh, still reach out to me, and I still have open arms. I always have an open door. I feel once I'm a mentor, I'm always a mentor. And I talk to different individuals, different mindsets, different beliefs, different justice-involved women with as small as two-year sentence cases up to almost 20 years to life sentences. And God still covers and protects Even when we don't see him, he's still there. As long as you walk in your faith and you believe, God will bring you out anything such as myself. Um, Just to give a nugget or two of my testimony. um, In 1993, I became a victim of money and greed (laughs) because I didn't have it as a kid or I didn't have the funny things. That was always my passion to marry a rich man, etc. 
So until that happened, I said, okay, what are you going to do, Diamond? You my Gucci Louie. A new guy, a new guy. Still know him. He's snowing in front of my face now. I knew his love was still there for me. I knew he was listening. I knew he covered me. I read my Bible. I just wasn't 100% committed. I was totally straddling the fence. So in 1993, I followed the bad click that was interesting to me at the time. Um, everybody was driving nice cars, nice condos, maids, butlers, drivers. I wanted that life without having to work for it. Okay, so I date a guy that has it illegally. I think most of my enjoyment and exuberation from that fast life was the adrenaline rush because it was something I never did before. And me not knowing my worth, I tried to use beauty to buy the money or to get the money, cars, clothes, and the finer things. So here I was, the youngest in this group, not knowing that at the end of the day I would become a DLC participant, <laughs> but I did. So, you know, it's one of those things to where you know what you're doing, but you never think about getting caught. I'm too slick to get caught now, and you get big-headed, and you think that you're indispensable, and blah, blah, blah. And you're never indispensable. Never. But God still had his hand on me, and that's where I found God again when I was sentenced. Um in prison and I cried out and I said God whatever it is get me out of this hell's den I will do whatever you say whatever and I committed myself in 1993 again and God brought me out of that situation I was still hard headed and he still saved me y'all he continues to save me. He never left me nor forsake me. I was still doing some bad things that could have sent me back, but God still protected me. Um, I died twice, and by the grace, God brought me out the death coffin. Like I literally, physically died. I was shot at, gun fell apart. Second time I was choked to death, near death. God saved me, pulled me straight out the coffin. I'm telling you what he'll do. He never forsakes you or leaves you. Never. When I tell you. And I sit back and I reflect. I wouldn't be here today to do what I need to do in life if it had not been for His grace and mercy. I prayed, I went to church, I tried to do the right thing in life, and still, once again, not a bad boy. Had a horrible 11-year experience with drugs and alcohol with him, and mentally abusive, no physical, just throwing things, but the mental abuse was like fighting a different demon daily and it affected my kids life and ruined a lot of trust and love with my four daughters 
that I'm now rebuilding. I thank God by the grace they've been rebuilt and restored. Um, so in 2000, I, I can't exactly remember the month, but in the year 2000, I said, okay, God, what is the plan? God said, keep your eye on me. So I kept dealing with this knucklehead for three more years. Up to the fourth year, I was like, okay. God, this is what I, I'm asking this time. Take him out of my life, whichever way you need to take him. Take him out. I do not want any more parts of this bad boy life, this drug-selling, money-grubbing life. I don't want this. No more. So take it. And I'm telling y'all, within 24 hours, it was done. Unfortunately, this gentleman went to prison on a 10-year sentence. And that's what kept me away from him. So I began growing closer and drawing to God and listening and practicing what he had for me daily. And then he gave me everything I ordered on my menu. <laughs> like strategically, I ordered a man, a God-fearing man that is equally yoked to me with dishwater blonde hair, blue eyes. Like, he got to love me in my faith kind of guy. And he gave them to me. And everything was so amazing. I met this guy and we got married, I think, two years into our relationship. And I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And of course, the flesh started talking. He's going to leave you. He's going to leave you. You're going to die of cancer. The enemy tries to play tricks with you in the good, bad, and the ugly. So I just, I said, God, it's your will, not mine. Whatever your will is, not mine. And I just cried out to God. I just cried, cried. This man was praying over me. We had a powerful prayer team, powerful church. Super amazing. Needless to say, I'm a survivor by the grace. And at the time, I was going through breast cancer as well. My sister was, and my sister-in-law, we were all three going through. It was like, whoo, what's going on? What's going on? And not knowing at that time that I was the leader of the sacrifice. God said, they're going to watch you and look at you, and they're going to be healed from your healing. So you got to show up and show out like I do. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that looked like. Those days, I didn't have strength to sit in the car, get up. Take a bath. But through his grace, I am a survivor. I'm the walking, living sacrifice. And it took me some years after going through chemo to understand what that meant. And he graduated, he graduated, and he graduated. And I was like, okay, this is what walking in purpose is. I thought it was going to be easy, you know. There's trials and tribulations, there's stumbles, but you still have to know who you are in your purpose. 
and you have to understand it, and you have to understand your walk. You got to understand people. People are fickle. Never forget that. And in the same instance, you can't be distracted. I'm always distracted because I'm thinking, itemizing, and critiquing. That's a flaw. Don't let the distractions take you out of your purpose. So as I reflect today, I know that my next journey is not my last journey. I'm ready to step out in one of my many yeses, and that is to feed the children in Africa. That's this episode of of Purpose. for my yes on this season. Thank you for listening. This is Diane Tingle. Have a wonderful Sunday.